What's up, guys? It's oh, Hot Take without no. the Hot Take here, and welcome back <laughs> to another another episode of Junior Senior Two Views. Let's get straight well, into it. Before we do that, we are watching in real time your Bulls currently down nineteen. Yeah. To the Bucks. Yeah, it's not. Do you still feel confident because you were talking a lot of Yang the other day. They can win this. Now. No, I thought they split with the Bucks. You said they can win this. I I didn't think they would. They oh, can, but there me. was there was optimism. Yeah, I had optimism. I know you but turned from. Look, they're gonna get smoked. Look, look it's we can win it, this. Look, it's but it's not like they're getting bad looks. This but this game it's just bad luck. The Bucks are playing really good defense right now. Uh-huh. Um, they. The shots are are start, starting to fall, but they can't get consecutive stops, and they need to in order to win this game. Well, we'll see what they do now because, yeah, I mean, like, you know, the question that we had was during the, our show was, do they have momentum? So now yeah. it may not be the case, so we'll see what happens. All Let's right. throw it to the first one. Anyway, back for the three zero series, no. I don't think there's if you're down <laughs> if you're down three zero. So the two teams right now that are down three zero are the Raptors. Yep. Against the Sixers and the Raptors are, are, don't have synergy. They don't have a lot of playoff experience. I, well, they only got two, yeah. they only got what, what two, two guys, guys left. from their Van 2019 Fleet, Van Fleet and, and, and Siakam. Siakam. That's it. Yeah. So I don't think there's any real way back for them. Not with the way the Sixers found a way to win, even with James Harden uh, fouling out. That was crazy. Yeah. First of all, they turned over the ball so much during yeah. that game. They, found they didn't deserve they, to actually they, be... Yeah. yeah, they still found a way to win. I was shocked because... And the, if they yeah. play well, they'll sweep. Well, I was shocked because the Sixers didn't play well. And yet, yeah. they, they Toronto threw everything they could at them. Got forced into overtime. Yeah. And then Joel Embiid... Still hits a... Joel Embiid exercised the demons because the last time he was there, what happened? Yeah, During Kawhi. the playoffs. Kawhi. Kawhi showed up. So this time, he put that to rest and that'll be it. I mean, even if the... It's all about pride if you're the if you're the Raptors, and it's all about pride if you're the Nuggets because really you got to win something. Yeah, and the swept. Nuggets are down by down three zero. I just think the Nuggets are are just were really cursed this year. I mean, they were with without uh, Michael Porter Jr. They were without uh, without Murray. Murray. Yeah, that, that, those are, those are two keys that you know got them further on. So and and you know you have to you have to tip your hat to the. Fact that the Warriors are playing like well, the the Warriors know what the playoffs are like. They they went to the finals five straight years, won three of them, so they know what it's like to play when the lights are brightest. All right, let's look at the next one. All right, how should the Nets feel down two o o two against the Celtics? Uh, not, they should oh, they should feel concerned. Durant had a really bad shooting night in Game Two. Really, really bad shooting night. I just think that. They need Durant has to have a really masterful uh, for the rest of the series. He has to be perfect in order for them to to beat them, beat the Celtics. Mm-hmm. They he needs to be perfect for the rest of the series. No, he, I I I think it's just the, the the defense. They first of all in this series, the refs are letting the teams play. Yeah, and the Celtics are putting elbows, forearms, uh, hands on Durant. They're not making him comfortable. He hasn't had a chance where he's had the ball where he can be freely shooting. That hasn't happened very often. So you, I have to tip it more to the Celtics' defense. Their defense is playing really hard. They have the Defensive Player of the Year and Marcus Smart on their team. They're, they, they, they bought into it because, really, this is a team in the beginning of the season. It was buried. The Celtics were finished. Mm-hmm. So they're listening to their coach. They're buying into this idea about defense. And they're making it very difficult for the Nets to get comfortable to yeah. beat Durant. That's what I think. Because they got 
if you think about the net, the rest of the Nets roster, they don't have a lot of depth after trading away James Harden. I mean, Seth Curry's been kind of off this playoff. Gordon Dragic had a good game. Dragic had a good pickup. Dra- Dragic, He's very experienced. Dragic has had a good game. Had a good game, but Durant needs to step up. That's just my thing for the Nets. I mean, the Nets need to just, in order to get the series back, they have to just play one game at a time. They have to get back tomorrow night. Yeah, and they have they're, to win they're heading, that one Well, they are heading back to Brooklyn. Right, they have to, so. they have to, have to at least get that first game back in yeah. order to be successful. I got the next one. That, the, the, we did talk about this. Yeah. But the biggest takeaway from the Sixers overtime win against the Raptors, we did touch on that. I just think if, it, it, once again, the the fact that the Sixers played uh, bad they played and horrible. still won the game exemplifies so much. I mean, James Harden did not have a great game. Yeah, he, didn't he, he didn't play great. He didn't show up. Well, um, Embiid showed up. Embiid showed up, but I think that with the Sixers... Tyrese Maxey showed up. This is going to be... the Yeah, this is the Sixers game in the series to lose. Well, they're, they lose they're, the they're not going to lose this series. The series. I mean, like, I, like we said, Toronto threw everything at them. They yeah. were trailing. Toronto was up at points. Uh, it was really the Sixers trailing most of the game. Yeah. And then slowly... Like, they, they just look like they were without that defensive spark. I mean, Matisse leibel has been out. He, he has, can't, he he, can't he come hasn't, there. He, he hasn't been able he to play, play in, in Toronto because he's, he's, COVID. he's not fully vaccinated. Right. So the rules of state, he can't play. So yeah. they did it shorthanded. Uh, and Toronto looks tired. They look tired. They look like a team that... You know, is ready to fit, fold, and they'll be ready to. I look. Well, I, they, I don't look, even think look, they're going to win tomorrow night. Look, I think the series ends tomorrow look, night. Look, the Raptors have promise in the future. Scotty Barnes looks like looks he's like not playing. he's injured. yeah, but he's injured, right? But they have promise. OG and Obi, there's some yeah, good players on the team. But they just need they need a little bit more. But I think as long as they have Masai Ujiri, they'll be in a good position to keep building and maybe contend for another championship in the future if they find that franchise star. All right. Next, uh, does Devin Booker's hamstring injury affect the Suns big time? Big time, because now, now you're like, okay, I don't think they're going to lose this series against the Pels, but now you're relying so much of your offense on Devin Booker. You now you're coming up against a team who, without Devin, now now that you're without Devin Booker, your main offensive guy, you're coming up against a team who's got offensive guys who can match you. So well, the, the, your big two were. Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Yeah. And now you take Devin Booker out of picture. For the Pelicans, you still have Brandon Ingram and you still have McCollum. Yeah. So this is a big blow. And if 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 they're reporting it's going to be extended, yeah. Then you're not even thinking about this series. You're worried about if the Suns get to the next series. So I I feel so like, they'll most likely play in the next round. Well, no, I mean that's the thing. They're saying two to three weeks reportedly because yeah. it's a straight. Who, they don't who, know. who would they play in the second round? Uh, who I mean I don't know at this point in who the they West. Play. They would the play the, They would play the winner of uh, Memphis and Minnesota for yeah. sure. So, so they I need mean, everything they can. They get. need all hands on deck. So I mean they may they may pull get Bridges more out. That gives Bridges more time. Cam Johnson will be stepping up a little bit more. But I feel bad for Chris Paul because Chris Paul. You know, he got injured early in the year. And then, let's just, so. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, again, they lost, uh, Chris Paul loses yet another playoff game to damn Scott Foster. He's now 0-18 when Scott Foster yeah, reps in playoff I, games. I don't necessarily think that there's a correlation. There's no, I, just, I, I'm i sorry, know. I'm I'm not really a conspiracy theorist, you but right there's now. no way, there's no way oh, there man. hasn't been something going on. Come on, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I just think it's dumb luck. 
I don't think it's because 18. of Scott Foster. Oh, and 18. I don't think it, it, there's more than one ref on the court. Come on. Get real. Come on. But he's been the head ref every time. Come so. on. There's more than one ref that refs the game. So I've got this next one. All right. How should Freddie, Fieldman feel, Fr- Freddie Freeman feel after his home run against his old team? Well, that's really a moot point. I, th- I mean, you, players come back and do things against their old teams all the time. It's not really that big of a thing. I knew Freddie Freeman was going to leave regardless of what happened <coughs> uh, with the with the Braves in the, that playoff run. Luckily, he left with a ring. And and uh, look, he's on the Dodgers now, and they're rolling as usual. So it's going to be it, the Dodgers still have some questions about them. Mainly, they need someone else to solidify their rotation. Um, but well, this is about more about yeah. Freddie Freeman. I don't think he should feel anything because it happened. I think early in the first inning or something like that, which didn't change the outcome really, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the other thing is both teams have benefited. Yeah, the Braves got Matt Olson, Matt Olson who's tearing it up. Yeah. so it's not like Matt Olson got on the Braves and suddenly he stunk up. He stunk. It's still early. Yeah, but. I think and both Acu- teams have benefited from the trade. Also, Acuna, uh, also Acuna slowly coming back. He's in the minors right now. He'll right, move but I back mean, this, up. this was about you know if any feelings. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, both teams have benefited. You know, Freddie Freeman got the side with the Dodgers. Atlanta wanted to get a guy who was a little bit younger to sort of solidify that first base situation. So I think it's even money. I don't think he would feel anything really. I mean, revenge would be. In my opinion, extra innings home run. Then you could say, "How about them apples?" That's yeah, how I see it. Safe to say that A's fans don't care as they recorded the lowest attendance to a game since 1980 with 2,703 people showing up to Oco. Ah! Look, here's the thing about the the everybody A's. should love about, Oco about, the County Stadium. Uh, it's the best uh, stadium on the planet. Here's the thing about the A's organization: they're sandbagging. Woo! They're trying to make the product unappealing, as unappealing as possible, and it shows right here. This is, like, honestly, the fans don't care anymore because the A's don't care about, the, the organization and the ownership don't care about funding the team. Look at, at they've completely blown it up. Again. Again. They blow, they blow up all the time. Again. So, they're going to be moving. They're, they're going to leave. This is It's all but a given at this point. There's no way Howard Ter- the city is going to pony up $12 billion for Howard Terminal. There's no way. They're not going to, and ownership's not going to pay all of that. No. So they want, they're going to probably be moving to Las Vegas. Of course. So- and it's, it sucks because <laughs> I can't really imagine how, like, Oakland will be losing their third sports team in the past couple of years. Like, uh, obviously, people are like, "Well, third, they only lost the Raiders." Yeah, well, the you had the Warriors yeah, move the to Warriors the Chase Center. Always been a San Francisco-based team, but that's besides the point. Yeah, the point here is for the two thousand seven hundred odd fans that showed up. They're obviously the ones that cared enough to care. But I agree with you. The the the, the, the Warrior, the, the, not the Warriors, the Oakland A's as an organization have done this over the years. They've talent gets good, talent gets too big for the for their payroll. They move it on. They start over. But this time, I think it's this the is, last This was the last straw. They got rid of people, right? Well, you saw Olsen. These are guys. Marcana. Mar- Mar- like, you had people you know, going into arbitration. Best they picked up that picture. Like, Bassett. Bassett there's no, the, people were going into arbitration. They weren't going to pay that. No. So, pieces were going to have to go. And, and, and when a city doesn't care, 
And they, they already shot down the idea. And so look, it's not even like a... a I think the, the part for me that really said that this team is going to move is when uh, you had their GM, Dave Cobble, publicly posting on his Twitter account attending a Vegas Golden Knights playoff game. Yeah. A tone-deaf, completely tone-deaf tweet, which I was like, yeah, that's it. There's no way they're not going to Las Vegas. Of course. No and, way! And, and again, if the, if the city doesn't care... And the fan base doesn't care. As well, they're not going to. They're, they're only sandbagging because they won't get a mass bash, backlash from fans. They'll be like, ah, go. We don't care. You you obviously don't care, so we don't care. And it just this just shows. It's and it's, sad. it's it, sad. it really is sad. But baseball doesn't. It, does Manfred really care? No. no, he doesn't. Okay. Safe to book the Warriors into the Western Finals yet? Um, it depends on who they face in the next round. Uh, who's who? Who they face? Well, they'll um, face the they'll winner. Face either the winner of the Dallas, the Dallas, Dallas Utah, series. Dallas Utah, and da- Dallas. If they get Luca back, will be a hard matchup. Right, we'll talk about them later. But, but right now, I mean, it's almost safe because they look dangerous. I mean, this this was a the other night against the Nuggets. The Nuggets threw everything they could at them. The Nuggets were up at points seven here, eight here. But then what would happen? You have Clay hitting the three. You have, you know, Steph coming off the bench hitting the three. And then you have Jordan Poole, who's decided, who showed up now and is falling into a system. They're playing small ball. Yeah. You don't see Bielitsa too often out there. You don't see, you know, Kaminga out there too often. They're playing small ball. They're moving the ball around. Draymond's kind of being the sort of forward center here. And they are just, they just, they just slice them up. So yeah. if if they can maintain that kind of rhythm, it's not, it's not a bad thing to think. I mean, last season, uh, Steph was out with the with the wrist; they had injuries. Clay was out. That's why they did, they barely made the play and lost. But so, here's my question: How are they going to do? Like this team is obviously very good, but how are they going to do coming up against? A team with depth, and in like I'm just gonna say it now. Dallas is winning the series. Dre, the Jet, Utah are frauds to me. Well, we'll talk about that. But I feel like um, if they come up against Dallas with some sort of depth, I how are they gonna do? I, I because I mean, I they're think... coming up against a heavily injured Nuggets team. What the I know, it's, it's, and it's they and they're already being pushed to to no, the they're limit. Not, they're not being pushed. To the well, limit. well, to some extent. I don't agree. But, I don't agree. I don't agree at all. They're the ones who were leading two games and now they're up three yeah. 0 So I don't I don't see that. I see a situation that it's the playoffs. You play the games. They're getting production from Jordan Poole that they never thought they were going to get. Don't sleep on Otto Porter Jr. He's coming off the bench. He can give yeah. you instant offense. Andre Iguodala is like a thousand years old yet he's still playing. Yeah. So they have they have a, a plan and it's so far it's working. So I can't actually doubt the fact that it's it's something to say that. The Warriors can't. The only thing that can kill the Warriors if they can't hit the threes anymore. Right now, they're hitting threes. Uh, does Dallas have the edge in the series against the Jazz? Hell like, yeah! The fact that they won without Luka in Game 3 just says all you need to know. Brunson had 31 again. Dinwiddie had 20. So, like, like I just... The Utah Jazz stink. They're, they're not good. They're not a good team. Like... They're a fifth seed, but the most fraudulent fifth seed I've ever seen. I mean, I, I, I'd say there are teams lower than them that deserve the fifth seed. Because mm-hmm. they just look so disorganized and just so, like, just blech. 
Like, I don't know what it is. I, is it... I, I don't think all the blame can be put on either Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert. Mm. I think it's... It, I, I think it's just the whole construction of the team. Like, they... Like, you're putting your faith into guys like Boyan Bogdanovich and uh, Mike Conley. Yeah. When you have literally no young depth besides Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench, who's been really, really off this season. Okay, so a couple things. Um, yeah, no one expected this. I think there was so much hype around Luka Doncic's injury for Dallas on the Dallas side, and there was thoughts that they can't even win a game. But Jalen Brunson, by the way, unrestricted free agent. Oh, Jaylen he's going to get his money. Who's going to get his money somewhere else. Unless Mark Cuban can find money, no, Cuban's going to pony up for him. Watch. So you'll have to because if you lose him, you got you got some suitors out there. Yeah. So he showed up in this series and he's making big shots and playing lights out. But you have other guys, Finney Smith. You got you know Kleba, you know Bertans, Dimwitty. That was the biggest trade they could make. The yeah. most the most useful trade they made to get those guys in. Yeah. So there's other things that's going on for Utah. I kind of think that it's a mental thing. Like they are just either feel like they got enough talent to win the game and not worry, or they're not playing with a sense of urgency. Look, who knows? This is two thousand. Look, look. I'm gonna exclude 2018's playoff this uh, play playoff loss in the second round because they were a young team that were just coming up. 2019, 20, 21. What the hell happened? This is three straight years. Where they've disappointed in the playoffs. 2019, they lost, They got swept in the first round. Oh, well. D-Wade's on the board. They should just blow it up now. Yeah, 2000, 2020 in the bubble, they choked a 3-1 lead away. Yeah. And then 2021 had a 2-0 lead and had a 25-point lead against the Clippers in Game 6 and completely blew it. Yeah. Honestly, and as you said, they should just blow it up because this is the... This is going to be now, if things are going the way they're going to go, this is going to be the fourth year in a row now that they have consistently disappointed in April. Right. So, but it'll be Quinn Snyder getting fired first. Yeah, it'll be Quinn Snyder oh, no, getting it. fired. That's it. But do you trade, like, Donovan Mitchell? Because you're probably going to have to. His value is high. Okay. So get whatever you can get back for him. I don't think it, maybe you get some oh, good return back for Gobert. But just blow it up. All right, next. Why are the Heat overlooked as a number one seed? We're not talking about yeah, that. Yeah, no one's talking about No the one's heat. talking about Jimmy that. Butler, man. Wow. Ooh, Jimmy showed up. He is. He has showed up. And, and despite the fact that, remember we talked a few weeks ago, they had that argument, Udonis Haslam came out of his out of his uh, coffin, because no one yeah. knows that Udonis Haslam still plays. He's like 41, 42. And lost it against Jimmy Butler, and Expotra had an outburst. Everybody's thinking, oh, this is the Look, this is they the... stumbled toward the end of the season. Yeah. Look, this is the heat. This is what they do. This is heat culture. They they have their arguments, but they sort it out. They keep going. They keep playing. And this is showed against Atlanta. Yeah. They look really good. They look a step up. They look... Five steps above Atlanta. Well, it's Atlanta. I yeah. mean, they, they, they barely got in. I mean, I mean, I I don't know why they're overlooked. I think the fact that there really isn't a superstar on that team. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is a great player. Bam Adebayo is a good player. Yeah. And Tyler Hero is a good player off the bench, so a six man. But I think you look at the, you look up and down that 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 roster. You're like, well, who's a superstar? There are no superstars, but there's some really good players, and they play really really well yeah. together. So I. I don't necessarily think this series 
is indicative of their greatness because they're playing against the Hawks. Yeah, I think the next the next round will be what the Telltale. Well, the, is. the East is going to be interesting. Them going into the second round, of course. And I think that I mean, again, I they I think people forget they were in the finals a couple of years ago in the bubble year. Yeah. So I mean, it's not to say they don't have the ability to do that. Yeah. So I, I think that that's the big reason why they're overlooked is because they don't have a superstar on that on that lineup. Yep. Uh, stability for Manchester United after the hiring of Eric Ten Hag. I mean, with United, right now United are just Ten Hag. They're a mess. I don't know what Eric Ten Hag. I just, I they're United are a mess right now. It's just the the their locker room just seems so like. It's just a mishmash of differing visions. Okay. Got young guys and Marcus Rashford. Okay. Somehow, and like the stuff with Mason, surrounding Mason Greenwood, some, somehow he's back. But his reputation is destroyed because of what's been going on around him. Uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't offer, at least offer my condolences to Cristiano Ronaldo and his family. They yeah. lost their baby boy recently. Uh, so, I mean, Eric Ten Hag. He has some success. Yeah. And I think that's what we're focusing on right now is yeah. his success having won in other with other teams. Yeah. So now the question remains is you're now going to be the manager at Manchester United. And, you know, it didn't work out for Jose Mourinho. No. Although everybody thought it should. It should have, but it didn't. So now, you know, what makes this different? Because... I think within, particularly within, you know, it's not of, really a football sense within the English Premier League. You need that stability. Well, it's not really the manager; it's more the player structure. With when it comes to United, they need a specific vision, and right now they haven't got a specific vision. Like, but the question now is—that's the question we're asking—is is there a level of stability now that he's been hired? Maybe, but it, it's just a wait and see, in my opinion, because they need to they. Because obviously, I had Ralph Ragnick didn't work out for a bit, yep. so they're gonna they're gonna need to figure, gonna do some have to do some soul searching this off season and see what if anything needs to change. All right, next one I have: which player to build your team around in the upcoming NBA draft? Chet Holmgren or Paolo Banchero? I think, in my opinion, Paolo Banchero is the is the guy, but. People are overlooking Jordan, uh, Jordan Ivey. My God, he's good. I'm talking about Chet Holmgren right now. These are the two guys. You're the but, GM. But You're I, th- the GM. I think Paolo Banquero is the the guy. Um, I think Holmgren's a little bit more of a project than him. There is there is a lot of promise around Holmgren and his potential. But I think Paolo Banquero, if you're going to give uh, an immediate foundation... Is the is the guy to take? Okay, so I I agree with you on that one. I I, if you're Houston, you have the number one pick. I'm a little worried. I, I watched Chet Holmgren play. I watched him play during the tournament. I always winced because I just I think he's a bag of bones. I mean I don't I I, I get that he's. I, I think the center positions changed. I think the last person you last center that you know Houston drafted was Yao Ming. Yeah, and Yao Ming was not a three point outside shooter guy. He was a Back to the basket post guy, and unfortunately his career cut short by injury. Yeah, I'm worried about this Chet Holmgren kid because I think that up against NBA bodies, I think he's gonna suffer. Here's the thing though, strength. But that, but that yeah, they, people changed. people said that about Giannis coming out the draft, right? And they built up his strength, of course. So elite strength managers do exist at the NBA level. Right. So. 
They can build up Chet. I would go with Bancaro. And right now, as it stands, the Pistons would be in, 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 in sort of in that moment to get him. I think he's NBA ready now. I think he's ready. I think he's a rough rider. I think he's got well, I think the Pist- more skill right now than but, Chet uh, But I think the Pistons don't really... Paolo Bancaro, in my opinion, is a potential franchise face. I don't think the Pistons really need that. I think the Pistons... Really? Uh, well, a potential... The Pistons need a lot. Well, they don't really need a potential franchise face because they already got that in Cade Cunningham. Yeah, but it, I think it, they need... You can pair him up with Cade Cunningham. I know, but you've got a bevy of young talent in... Think about this, right? In Detroit, you've got a bevy of young talent. No good. You've got... What? That's no good. Well, well how'd they finish? Well, you've got... What Kate, was their final you, record? You, 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 but it's building. You've got Cade Cunningham. You've got Killian Hayes next to him, who is a great playmaker, who's still developing his shooting. you got you got Isaiah Stewart, who is is good as well. 23 you got, and 50. you got, got Sadiq Bey. So you got young talent you can build there. I think they just need depth pieces in terms of young talent. They don't really need another franchise. 23 and 59. That's okay. all there is. They won twenty three games this season. Well, that's not great. What's young talent? So, so I think you get Ben Carroll. You put him, you pair him with Cunningham. I don't think you go with Chet Holmgren. I think Chet Holmgren, I he's got skills, but I'm not sure physically if he can hang. He's a bag of sticks. I'm worried about. Well, his they need it, whoever drafts him needs to needs to put him on uh, strength coach immediately. That's that's what they need to do. All right, next one. Uh, should we as Mets fans be just a little happy about the best record so far? Mm. Look, I'm always I'm always skeptical about the Mets every single year, and I have a right to be. Uh, I think every Mets fan is always skeptical about them to start the year. It won't come now, but the test will come if injuries start to pile up, and when and if injuries start to pile up, and... Uh, down the road in June, July, August, and September. Yeah. So I see these Facebook posts, and it's kind of it's very much to me. I'm superstitious about it. I see Mets have the best record, the first team to have double digits. It's 13 games, 14 games of the season. Well, what happened? We're not even in the half. We're not even in the quarter mark yet. Well, what happened season. in 2018? The same situation happened. They were 11 and one to start yeah, the yeah, season, and then, they, and then they completely fell apart. So I'm not. I'm not buying into it. It's nice to be uh, mildly satisfied. I wouldn't say you'd be like, "Oh my God, we're going to book us in, book us into this World Series." I'd say that they're doing the right look, things look, right now. Look, 162 is a long road. Of course so. it is, and my whole argument is that if Jacob DeGrom is out for the rest of the year, which you don't know about, that puts pressure on the rest of the staff because Max Scherzer pl- pitched very well the other day. He struck out 10 batters. He had a great debut at Shea Stadium. But then Chris Bassett... Shea got... Stadium? No, Shea. Shea well, Stadium? I call it Shea at City Field. Fine. My mistake because I'm an old guy. Uh, Bassett got smoked the other day. So they're figuring him out. So, you know, I'm not sure if the pitcher can hold without DeGrom. The hitting will come together... It'll work itself out, but I'm... The hitting is coming together. I'm remaining cautious. The hitting is slowly coming together. Lindor is hitting a lot better this year, so that is looking good. I'm remaining cautiously optimistic. All right. Happy birthday to Steve Spurrier. Steve Spurrier! Uh, Hated by his own state, Tennessee, Hmm. but is... But is a college uh, a college football legend. And former NFL quarterback. Uh, He played a few teams, most notably the... uh, Horrible Tampa Bay Buccaneers teams in the seventies, where they didn't win a single game for like two years. Well, they're well, so, look. I mean, they're, that's what you got to do. Their, their owner was Hugh Culverhouse. 
What do you really got to say about that? They were an expensive franchise. They weren't very good at the The, time. And also their owner was Hugh Coverhouse. Florida, of course, also coached South Carolina. Won a championship with the AF. That one season of the AF. No, they didn't even win the championship. Well, they did. He got got rings for the teams, yeah. Well, they didn't even win the championship. It was canceled. Right, but he actually, at that point, that team was ahead. The team of Orlando. Uh, I I think it was the Orlando Apollos. Yes, yeah, so they were I'm pretty sure. So I think he, I think he himself got rings for the players. Reportedly, yeah, uh, did a stint with the Washington Football Team for a couple seasons. They weren't very good, and yeah. he wasn't very good. But happy birthday to Steve Currier and Steve Spurrier. Yeah. Not Currier, and that is the end of our show. Yep. If you come to TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing two times a week. Uh, we'll have more NBA playoffs coming. NHL playoffs it's is slowly start. creeping into start. the interview. It's going to start. Very uh, soon. And also, I wouldn't be remiss to laugh at the if I didn't mention. Ha ha! Toronto Maple Leafs, you lost eight one to the Tampa Bay Lightning. You're going to lose in the first round again. Nobody knows going to happen. But that's our show for today. Uh, we'll have another one coming soon, and we'll see you then. Bye.